The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. One's for the birds, this one's for the city This one for the fans that bleed green with me Push down to 95, to the right is the link With the team pulling up, knowing that they getting beat Exit Broad Street, right on Patterson Xfinity Live, CPP, what's happening? Dub F Lot, stop by F1 Fly, Eagles fly, you hear the song getting sung? What team in the league is number one? Burrow gang, burrow gang, yeah, I said it twice. You heard me say it once, now you sure you heard it right. No lies being told, yeah, it's all facts. It ain't me, Green and Kelly, we don't rock with that. Any given Sunday, we don't ever slack. Yeah, we got an SP, time to run it back. And even on the road, yeah, we taking over. All you see is see a green like you at the Nova. Can't let your bunch of squad, bro, it's only us. A cheesesteak tailgate, yeah, we good, bruh. Beer pong baptism, you already know. Con shot, tomato Welcome to Fourth and John, episode 119, recording live from NBC Philly Studios, live in the heart of Wells Fargo Center. This is Fourth and John, and this is kind of like the, it's kind of like the off season for me now. Last week was kind of like the the morning period. We were, we were trying to get over the fact that we took that L. But yep. I mean, this is like the third round of the playoffs, and, and I'm kind of getting back to that feeling of, you know, we got to get back on the winning track. And a guy that knows a lot about winning is a guy by the mm-hmm. name of Vince Lombardi. Uh, he's got a quote: "Winning is not a sometime thing; it's an all the time thing. You don't do the things right once in a while; you do them right." All the time, and in terms of Philly, I think they're closer to a, you know, a sometime thing versus a all the time thing. And if I'm Jeffrey Lurie at this moment, I'm looking at Howie Roseman and say, it's a right now thing. Uh, it, it's it's imperative for Howie Roseman to get this team back on track. Obviously, it's a mixture of, you know, some veterans that he's he's held on a long, you know, a little long. Uh, for, you know, guys like Jason Peters, maybe. Uh, but there's a mixture of young young players, some playmakers, some role players, but obviously a team that's been banged up. You know, 13 guys going to the IR, 19 contracts expiring. Yeah, He's got work. I mean, he's really got to put in the work. Um, obviously, uh, you know, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's, it's do or die. He's got a slam dunk. It's draft season. It's the off season. He's got to get his team right for things to happen. And you kind of look at it like he's got to fix the foundation. Like he's building a, it's a, it's a pretty nice house, but the foundation has been rocked a little bit. Uh, you know, the we need some fresh paint. Uh, you know, the, the left side of the house is a little rickety. The yeah. right house, you know. The Maybe right blow side, out the wall in the kitchen. You know, fix the, fix the frames a little bit. But I think, uh, you know, Harry Roseman has a great opportunity to really right the ship. Yeah, and another person that helped, is here to help us write the ship. Hmm. Uh, a friend of the Fourth and John podcast, uh, an all-star, 
uh, NBC Philly's own Birds hey Outsider, <laughs> Jason Ashworth. How you doing, man? I'm good. You feeling I'm good, good about man. the yeah. offseason? Um, well, I'll say this. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you said I feel like it's the offseason. Don't feel like it's the offseason. It is the offseason. Mm -hmm. That's official because there are no more football games the Philadelphia no, Eagles are going to play, uh, at least for this season. And I, you're mentioning Howie Roseman. I'll say this. The one thing – you're right. He, it's time to – I don't know if I don't know if the foundation is cracked. I don't I don't want to say because I think they do have a good foundation. But you're right; they got to do some maintenance around the house. And the one thing that I like so far, anyway, is he's not wasting any time. All right, we we know what some of the issues have been, and there's been there were crosshairs on Mike Groh, there were crosshairs on Carson Walsh, there were crosshairs on Jim Schwartz and Corey Unlin, at least mm -hmm. from my perspective. Now, obviously, Jim Schwartz has survived that, but he made some changes very quickly. Right. in terms of Grow, Walsh, and Unlin uh, more recently. And so now he's transitioned into, okay, well, who's going to fill those roles? So we'll talk about that, and we'll see ultimately what happens. But what I like is we're not wasting any time. That Even in his pressers, he's admitted that, as you, as you alluded to earlier, yeah, maybe, maybe we were a little too loyal. Maybe we did hold on to guys a little too long. And now you're seeing Doug Peterson, Howie Roseman, Jeffrey Lurie, all kind of recognizing that, yeah, maybe we don't have the right coaches in place. They're not wasting time, is my point. So now let's just kind of see how that carousel starts to spin, mm -hmm. who they bring in, and ultimately where it leads. Yeah, I think there's there's some moves uh, with, with the uh, the coaches that are coming in. Mm -hmm. Unlin is gone off mm -hmm. to Detroit. Mm -hmm. uh, we got we, we got to pick out a offensive coordinator. Um, you know, there's a lot of things that need to happen. But uh, how are you feeling today? Hollywood Hearn. Are you feeling I'm, good about the offseason? I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good. I mean, I feel like it was something that was inevitable. I mean, as much as we got excited towards the end of the season, this team really started to turn around. We, sure. we got the juices pumping finally again. We, we, we at, Towards the end of the season, we started to see more of the Philadelphia Eagles that we were more familiar with seeing, like a, a winning brand of football in the end of the regular season. Um, but I couldn't agree more with you about it being a do-or-die type of uh, time right now. I'm, I'm looking at uh, right now, I'm looking at Carson Wentz's contract, and I'm looking at next year we got $1.3 million is what we're going to be paying the following years when the extension kicks in. That's when we still got to start really just dropping the bread on them. And so, like, as far as cap room and all that, like, this is this is really an offseason where you can really splurge a little bit more because you don't got to worry about paying Carson this year in particular right. under the cap. So. Like this is like the window is is closing right now. So this truly to me is is do or die this off season. I think he still get. I, I, correct me if I'm wrong. I think he still gets about 18 million next year, doesn't he? I think it kicks in next year. But to your point, regardless, it's still he. It's look. It's an off season, right? And and if you have a franchise quarterback, we were talking about this the other day. If you have a franchise quarterback, mm -hmm. it's win now mode, mm -hmm. right? I don't care who you are. If you have labeled that guy your franchise quarterback and you're paying him like a franchise quarterback, you are in win now mode, and everybody's job is on the line. That's why it's the NFL. It's not for long, right? So it's it's up to Howie Roseman. <laughs> there is not one position that we could sit here and say, okay, well that's the weak spot. Okay, well that's their deficiency because admittedly there are a lot of holes on this team and it's up to Howie Roseman having paid your quarterback and it is a win now team to go out and fill that defensive back position find guys who can step in at safety address your linebacker situation make sure you've got depth on the offensive line go out and find some wide receivers that can make plays for you there are a lot of holes and in a win now mode it's up to Howie. The bricks are on Howie right now to get this corrected in an offseason. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, Howie definitely has the ball on a budget. Uh, he's, just, he's definitely got to, you know, work smarter mm -hmm. and work harder. Uh, but, you know, you, you alluded to, uh, you know, Carson Wentz, uh, and we're going to go to talk about the quarterback position. I mean, looking at the quarterback position, we're going we're gonna to run through some of these position groups, kind of like 
you know, break them down a little bit. You know, if we need to go through free agency, maybe draft, think about some prospects we might want, want to add through or, or some key free agents. Uh, but looking at the quarterback position, Carson Wentz had a phenomenal year in a sense of with what he was working with, he put in some work. He had some, uh, you know, some rough times during the middle of the season, but he got, you know, he showed us that moxie at the end of the season, yeah. showed us why he's that franchise guy that we all believe in. Um, and he did it with, you know, practice squad players and, and a lot of role players. So we, you know, moving forward, we feel good about Carson Wentz, but behind Carson Wentz, Josh McC McCown, a guy who's going to retire in Definitely. his 40s. Uh, I think it's time for him to hang it up, tore yeah. his hamstring. I mean, he already did, and then we, then we gave him a call. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, probably get a job with ESPN, probably. Uh, but Nate Sudfeld, a guy who's been in the incubator system in terms of he's been in that, that QB room with Carson Wentz. He's, he's a, a guy that Carson Wentz can rely on, a guy who, you know, might see some things and communicate with Carson a, Wentz. A guy that these coaches really liked as well. Yeah, and he's been in the system for a while. Mm -hmm. You know, he's looking for a new contract. Maybe this is the time where the Eagles, um, you know, could bring him back. You know, it's Kyle Aletta on the back end, another guy that they're developing. Mm -hmm. But how are you guys feeling about the uh, QB position? Uh, well, I mean, the QB position the, in terms of – Carson, you're set, right? So you, mm -hmm. we all understand you've got your franchise quarterback, and it's now about, okay, given Carson, it, whether we want to admit it or not, you have to be uh, pretty confident in who your backup is because as Carson's shown over his career, you're going to have to – got to put a little bit of stock into a backup quarterback um, until Carson can prove that 16 is no sweat, right? Mm -hmm. So me, I like Josh McCown. I was good with Josh McCown, if nothing more than – what he brought to the team just from a I don't want to call it a coaching uh, coaching standpoint yeah. but he was just a voice in the locker room he was a veteran in that locker room he was able to get guys these practice squad players from the receiver position because remember McCown was was one of the guys working with these guys on a daily basis right uh, on the practice squad so what he was able to kind of get out of them cultivate out of them I personally would like to see Josh McCown in some form or fashion hang around this team I don't want to see him. You're mentioning maybe he'll give some some broadcast. Well, I would like to see him like cultivate a QB coach. Maybe? Like a Q, no, one hundred percent. Like a QB coach, just get him some some sort of offensive assistant. Just see what he's capable of from a coaching perspective. I think he's got the guts for it, right? Mm -hmm. I think he's got the brain for it, definitely. Um, especially the X's and O's. I think I I think we know he's got that part of it down. And you're not a backup for for as long as he's been in the NFL if you don't understand the X's and O's, right? Mm -hmm. So I would like to see from that from that regard. McCown hang on now whether Sudfeld is in the plans or not I think they put too much in him just to kind of let him go we know the Eagles like to draft quarterbacks I don't I, I mean I expect them to maybe in the later rounds not a Thorson right we uh, we made that mistake yeah. but I would I would expect them to if they want to go down that path and try and groom a guy again I wouldn't be surprised to see them invest another fifth or a sixth rounder into a quarterback if he's there and it fits what they're trying to do um, but I mean if not I'm good with Sudfeld again they're very high on the kid um, they like what he can bring to the offense. So, I mean, if, this, if next year is his year to step up to the true backup, then, then so be it. That's how I feel about it as well. I mean, I, I look at just how the Eagles have treated Sudfeld these past few years, and it seems to be a guy that just like they, they really like in the locker room. And I feel like it's, uh, it's someone that they feel like finally moving on to next year that they can lean on probably as their QB2 mm -hmm. uh, should Carson go down. And then uh, ultimately if for, a for a third option for a QB3, I would think that they would just hit it in the draft. Yeah, I mean, in, in a look, later round. 
it's let's not lose sight of the fact that they did go out and they get Josh McCown and Josh McCown almost immediately stepped in as the backup so that's not necessarily a ringing endorsement for Sudfeld and his progressions mm-hmm. right so you would normally want to see that if I've invested so much time and and I've not handed the keys over but given given a young kid the opportunity to be the backup I wouldn't have to go out and get a Josh McCown so right. I think to some degree it speaks to the confidence now what happens this year will be indicative of how they truly feel about Sudfeld. Right. And some of the guys that are out there in free agency, you got uh, that will be free agents. Uh, Mariota, mm-hmm. Ch- Chase Daniel, we're, we're all familiar with him. Mm-hmm. Case Keenum, mm-hmm. uh, Chad Henney, Drew Stan, Colt McCoy, mm-hmm. um, A.J. McCarron, Ryan Tannehill will probably get locked up. Trevor Simeon, Mike Glennon. It's not not that pretty on the back end. I mean, I mean, Case Keenum as a backup kind of raises my yeah, eyebrow. That was a the first bit. name yeah, that, that I went. Okay. Yeah. Uh, he, he could definitely be a role player. Has that mobility. Uh huh. Got that moxie. Mariota, I think he's going to get a chance uh, to to start on another team, a team that needs a QB. Um, but all the all the other ones, I feel like it's either uh, it's it's there there are some huge names on this list, and that's why I, I, I was mentioning to you earlier just about like a lot of these. Don't get me wrong, a, a lot of Bre- these quarterbacks <laughs> are going to get locked down. Breeze and Brady get locked up. Breeze and Brady are going to get locked up, but just the fact that they're going into free agency, like I looked at the top of this list: Breeze, Brady, Eli Manning, Philip Rivers. It just made me realize like we are about to enter a new era mm-hmm. of the NFL with these new younger quarterbacks that are coming in. It's it's officially here, like that that era that's dominated it's the past two game. decades. It's yeah, was it 04? Game. I think they they got drafted. You're talking yeah. about uh, Philip Rivers, Eli Manning, Ben Roethlisberger, Brady was like all the 04 yeah. draft. You mm-hmm. had Brady in what 99? Yeah, two, it was either 99 or 2000. Right, 2000 yeah, and yeah. then you, I mean, Drew Brees. So you you are we're literally walking out of we're sunsetting out of what what I would make the case is probably one of the the Greatest. best. Yeah quarterback eras that and if it's not the best it's certainly one that right now in the moment we're probably taking for granted because there's a lot of guys that are going to be splattered across record books that we have taken for granted that we get to watch on a week-in week-out basis And that puts the chops on the young kids coming in to live up to, to pretty lofty yeah. standards. I mean, yeah. you, you look at the record books right now. It's Breeze and Brady yeah. at the top of it. So, yeah. yeah, it really is the greatest era. I That's mean, you talk true. about a young player who's uh, been one of the best running backs, uh, Miles Sanders. Mm. Wait, this dude? This dude? Fly for miles. Fly for miles? Okay, okay. That's my guy. I was digging that right when he walked in. Most explosive players, um, most explosive plays for the the Eagles this year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Been a phenomenal talent. A guy who, you know, coming from Penn State, you know, had issues with the fumbles. But, you know, really got that taken care of earlier in the season. Mm -hmm. You know, when Jordan Jordan Howard went down, he was a reliable threat. Stepped up for sure. Uh, Really, you know, took to coaching. I think uh, Deuce Staley did a great job with the running back group. You know, but Miles Sanders, uh, he had 1,327 mm-hmm. yards um, yards from scrimmage. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he led uh, a lot of rookies in that group. Uh, but I, I really feel like, you know, Miles Sanders has an opportunity to take over this, this running back group. Obviously, you know, Jordan Howard, a guy who's got the ground and pound. But, you know, can he be uh, a stable horse moving down the season? Like, he, he showed that. You know, he, maybe he's breaking down a little bit, but if you can get Jordan Howard back for a, a reasonable price, a deal, I'm all all about it. I know he's talking about giving a sign him, mm-hmm. 
you know, give him a nice little contract. But I, like, if he comes back for a deal, I'm all, way, all, all, all for it. The way that Miles Sanders has played, though, he has proven to me that like going into next year, I believe he could be a star, the starter for this team. Do you think Jordan Howard is someone that is willing to take more of a backup role? Because I feel like he, to me, I feel like he thinks he can be a starter in this league, which I think he can be oh, a starter in this league. He's shown yeah. he can be a starter. Exactly. So he, he so better you, think that he can be a starter. Exactly. So do you think that he would be content with like a running back two role? Uh, well, unfortunately for him, he got hurt. Yeah. And that's going to be a knock on him. Um, or at least going to be uh, a bargaining chip for teams who are yeah. trying to drive down the cost. Look, I, I like Miles Sanders. Um, it's if you watch Birds Outsiders, it's no surprise. Every week I'm banging on the table for Miles Sanders, right? That's my guy. Mm-hmm. I'm not, but I'm not going to try to convince anybody that Miles Sanders is a guy that's going to run the rock 25 times a game. That's just that's not, in my opinion, that's not necessarily a Miles Sanders, and that's not necessarily what Deuce Staley and the Eagles' offense is built around, mm-hmm. right? You're always going to have, unless they can go out and Somewhat get that true committee. thoroughbred in yeah. the backfield, they're going to be a running back by committee. So. When I look at it, I say, yeah, okay, I want to feature Miles Sanders, but I still need that guy because Boston Scott is not that guy that's going to pick up third and one. He, he could, right, And because so, he's a little bit, he's bigger than that Darren Sproles role, but that, right. that's his role, mm-hmm. right? He's that specialist on third down that you yep. get out in space and yeah. go make a play. He opens up that Darren Sproles playbook for you. So I think the Eagles still need to, whether it's Jordan Howard or not, they still need to go out and get that guy that when they need to run it 25 times between the tackle, when they do need to play ball control offense, when they do need to pick up third and short, fourth and short, that they have that guy. I personally would love to bring back Jordan Howard. Same. But I don't know what that price tag is going to be. And with all the holes that we discussed earlier, how much money do you have to invest in the running back position when you have Miles Sanders and Boston Scott and you still have Corey Clement if he can stay healthy and mm-hmm. you have uh, Elijah Holyfield who's yeah. going to be a camp body. So you, you have these dudes that deserve a look. Yeah. How and, much money are you going to throw and, at And, and the thing is, is that all of these running backs, the, the best thing about it is they all have their own thing that they're, sure. that, they're, that they're good at. They all have their own strengths and that, like the diversification of them is sure. ex- exactly why it would be ideal to have him back, but for what price? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and looking towards uh, free agency, running backs out there, Lamar Miller, Chris Thompson, LaShawn McCoy. Uh, well, uh, nope. Carlo, <laughs> Carlos no, let's, Hyde. Let's just get that out of the way now. Melvin Gordon will probably get a big contract. Adrian Peterson, still long in the tooth, but he's still getting it done. Theo Riddick, Peyton Barber, Frank so, Gore. Maybe so, Frank Gore. I was just Maybe about to say someone's even Frank longer Gore. than the tooth. The greatest eagle ever. The greatest yeah, right. eagle ever, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Derek Henry. Kareem, hey, Kareem Hunt is, it will be a free agent. I have no problems with him, right? Philadelphia will love it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No big deal. <laughs> We're not outspoken about that stuff. But, I mean, you could also look to the draft in terms of finding late-round prospects uh, for running backs. But, um, you know, moving forward to the wide receiver position, obviously it was an eyesore this, uh, yeah. this season. Obviously, Seems like anything would be an upgrade at this point. Right? You know, Deshaun Jackson sure. lit up the, the stage on the first, first episode, shall we say. Um, we thought we were going to get something different than w- what we got during the season. Mm-hmm. Obviously, this offense missed the speed element. And the front office kind of played their cards in, in not being prepared uh, for the back end of this roster. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, and it's kind of weird thinking about, you know, a guy like Greg Ward who doesn't get an opportunity until they had to play him and how they didn't see the, you know, the development in him or if they're, these guys were even get, getting developed. Um, you know, the guy like Matt Collins was on the roster way too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but Alshon Jeffrey got banged up. Nelson Aguilar, you know, regressed, turned yeah, I don't even know into a that. former version of himself. Yeah. 
But, you know, a guy like Carson Walsh gets let go. Um, Mike Rowe gets let go. Um, maybe moving forward, these wide receivers get developed. Hopefully, Jay Jaw is the guy that I'm talking about. Because mm -hmm. you see all these other prospects out there eating. Uh, you know, uh, A.J. Brown, guys guys that have been high on, Debo Samuel, uh -huh. D.K. Metcalf. Um, I, was, I, was in the, I was at the diner the other day, and I'm, the waitress is like, uh, would you want a you coffee? And I'm like, she's like. Get a D.K. Metcalf? And I, she, I, was, I said, <laughs> I'll, I'll take D.K. Metcalf. She said, what? <laughs> I was like, it's on the mind. Because, I mean, these are guys that I'm high on. Obviously, they said that he might have failed the physical. That's was why his they, neck? He had, some, he had some injuries. I mean, he was banged up in his career, but he failed the physical. That's why they yeah, passed Yeah, that sounds him. good. Yeah, sure, it's his neck. But there's, right, a, yeah. there's multiple guys, <laughs> Nicole Hardman, uh, McLaurin. There's guys that are, that are eating out there as rookies. Mm -hmm. um, but moving forward, I mean, how are you guys feeling about this, this wide, wide receiver's position? Well, I mean, the position itself, you don't feel good about, mm -hmm. right? The position as constituted right now, nobody in Philadelphia feels good about. And, I mean, that's obvious, right? Um, I think – the, the, the biggest thing the Eagles can do, the best thing just for, first of all as a team that they can do, but specifically at the wide receiver position, is get healthy, mm -hmm. right? If you can get Deshaun Jackson back, I get it, long in the tooth, understood, but he's still one of the most dynamic playmakers in the NFL. He's still, got the, he's still one of the fastest dudes out on the field and one of the best at tracking the long ball. So just getting Deshaun, back, uh, Deshaun Jackson back will help. The the gray area right here is what happens with Alshon Jeffrey. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of money that's owed to Alshon Jeffrey, and mm -hmm. I know a lot, it's easy to say that oh, how he'll find his way out, or oh, they're going to get rid of Alshon, Je and maybe they will. Right. Mm -hmm. We don't know. We have no idea what's going to happen from now until till camp and and from camp until week one. But if you can come back with a healthy Deshaun Jackson, if you can come back with a healthy, a healthy Alshon Jeffrey, if you can get some level of production out of an Ortega Whiteside, obviously I think we all agree they're going to draft somebody. Um, in the, at least the first three rounds, we'll start to feel better about this group. Let's not lose sight of the fact that heading into week one, we were all talking about this being one of the better, if not the best, mm -hmm. wide receiving cores in the NFL. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, it didn't play out that way, and it certainly wasn't at any point during the regular season, but I could see how this position could turn around relatively quickly if you get an offensive coordinator in there that knows how to quote-unquote, put guys in the right position, right? If you, have a, if you have a wide receiver coach that can develop guys, because not only Alshon Jeffrey, but most notably, I'd have to say, Nelson Aguilar took giant steps yeah. backwards. That was the most frustrating part, is you saw that there was talent, you saw that there was ability, at least for much of 2017, and even 2018 for Aguilar, uh -huh. but took a giant step backwards. So if we can get those positions corrected, get some fresh bodies in there, get healthy at the position... I think we'll all think about that a little differently. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I look at it. I think that uh, Deshaun's definitely coming back. There's no doubt about it because I think ultimately it's going to cost more to get rid of him than it would be to keep him. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it makes more. He's more not going so, anywhere. Yeah, he's not going anywhere. Right. De Deshaun is more of a lock than any other mm -hmm. wide receiver in this group right now. Alshon, I'm really interested to see just how this whole thing plays out. And then I think everything else gets addressed in the draft. Maybe pick up a free agent. One I'm particularly looking at, I've been looking at all day. Is Prashad Perryman, man? I I, I, th I think about he he was uh, in Tampa Bay. He played he played well, and that was behind two elite wide receivers in Chris Godwin and Mike Evans. And I think that there that there's not enough space in the wide receiver uh, stable for them. He's going to probably look as to move as a role player. As a as a role player. So it's he, was, funny. he was drawing the third corner, is what you're saying? Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, he, well, I, mean yeah, I got you. He's got that. All right. I got you. <laughs> Suit me up. I got you. I, got I mean, he d he does have that speed element, but he's he's a guy that got to work out with the Eagles prior. Uh, and they said nope. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but <laughs> point point being no point being 
they have to upgrade the position. Yeah. And if it's Perryman, it will we'll welcome it with open arms. If they go into the draft and they get some young kid in here, we'll welcome it with open arms. Right now, we're in that vulnerable spot where, hey, give me somebody. Right, give me some fresh blood. Let's let these guys get healthy. Just get, show me you are addressing the position. I think it'll make a lot of people happy if, we, if, if how we kind of admits and understands, and as a team, they just address the position because we're not dumb. We all understand that there's a gaping hole at wide receiver right now, and so it's up to them to address how, it. How much do you think A.J. Green's number drops? Don't care. Don't want him. Uh, don't want him? Don't I mean, want they, him. The guy's been the banged injury. up. Yeah. I know, yeah. I know, I know they're on the timeline, people are asking for A.J. Mm-hmm. Green. I mean, can he prove to stay healthy. I mean, again, long in the tooth, 32 years old. Mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald, love free agent, 37 years don't want old. Emmanuel <laughs> Sanders is out there. Don't want him. Be out there. All great names. I, and the players themselves, Larry Fitzgerald, one of the greatest to do it. A.J. Green for a time, one of the most dominant to do it. For Emmanuel sure. Sanders still has something left in the tank. He's now playing in his third conference championship game, so we know the kid can still do it. But I think we continue to say they have to get younger. Yeah. They have to get yeah. faster. That's uh, On offense, that's what they need. Surround Carson Wentz with weapons, young, fast weapons. So I don't want to go out and then I don't want to preach this and then throw out some money to another aged guy who's going to be paid based on his name and what he's done versus what he can do moving forward. Mm-hmm. I need them to invest and get young. And also, just from a financial perspective, you got to hit on these. You got to get these young guys in the draft to where you can get four or five years of team controllable salaries to allow you to then go out and and invest in the positions that'll win and lose football games. Most most notably in the trenches. Yeah, talk about someone who's getting paid. Uh, you know, Al- Alshon Jeffrey. Um, you know, if they, you know, if they released Alshon Jeffrey, it would cost twenty six million in dead money. Oof. If they trade him, their dead money uh, will be about sixteen million. Um, so you know, obviously. If you can, if you can, Alshon, if you can come back and give us some, uh, like I don't know if the relationship is damaged in the locker room. I don't know. Like I mean, this is all hearsay. You know, mm-hmm. you know, Howard Eskin called him out as the as the, as the rat, but I, we don't know. I mean, is it that damaged though? Like, here's what I don't understand. Here's the part that I kind of, and maybe it's just me being naive, right? Fair enough. We're not talking about Antonio Brown damage. Like, we're not talking about that guy that's going in and literally blowing up a locker room. If you go through the course of a season, whether you're, I mean, whatever level sport you're playing, you're going to have differences with people. You're going to argue with people. There's going to be good times. There's going to be challenging times. Just because you get into a tiff with somebody. Now, what if he's the rat and he's the one talking to Josina Anderson? Okay, that is a problem. We don't know what that is. But if he is constantly outing somebody in the media and going about it, okay, I understand that is a problem. But what I don't want to get in this habit of is, okay, just because there's disagreements and guys aren't best friends, they don't see eye to eye that, all right, we got to get them out of the locker room and just bring in guys, all a bunch of yes men, and all people are just going to fall in line. At the end of the day, talent wins. At the end of the day, get a team together, talented dudes. It's, it's a coach's job to make it a cohesive unit, mm-hmm. and I don't know why we'd be questioning Doug Peterson's ability to keep him as a cohesive unit. He's shown that for three I'm, years in a row. I'm an Alshon, Alshon guy. I call yeah. him Alpha Jeffrey. When he's at sure. his, his peak, you know, he's a guy that – instills confidence in the rest of the group. I think it, it's just weird. Uh, you know, he had he had drops this season. It just it wasn't an Alshon Jeffrey type mm-hmm. season. He's banged up all year. Definitely dealing with injuries, and uh, he definitely got worked in it within the media, the fans. Like r- they were really coming at Alshon. Hopefully, you know, I mean, for what he's getting paid, you know, he did rework his contract. Mm-hmm. This is the reason why we're paying him this money now. He, he reworked his contract to give this team some flexibility. But um, looking at the, the back end of those wide receiver group, um, you had Robert Davis, Shelton Gibson, just guys, Deontay Burnett. Um, obviously, we thank them for all their, their help mm-hmm. at, the, at the end of the season. Yeah. 
but they were fillers by the end of the season. But this this draft class is it's got some real real talent. I think you know from the first to the second, you know, you know Lamb and a Judy. I'm not sure you're going to be able to get those guys, uh, you know, rugs. But uh, you know he, he's got some speed. Um, you know, who else? Uh, <laughs> rugs has a lot of speed. Chenault. I love Chenault. Yeah, yeah, from Colorado. I love Chenault. Uh, it'll be interesting to where where they go. I mean, this is you know if you don't get a, a wide receiver in the first round, definitely second round. You can't you can't skip on wide receivers. This no. year. You got to get it right, Eagles. This is the draft to get a wide receiver. They you can't. They play will. Around. They will. I mean, I know we we pointed to running back classes, right, where yeah. they're insanely yeah. deep, and we've sat here pre-draft and said, ah, nah, don't get one. It's insanely deep. Don't get one. They come out with Donald Pumphrey, right? So, <laughs> so, so I get it, right? XFL Donald Pumphrey. I'm, I know, I'm, right? I'm, st I'm still angry at that, dude. Wait, no, like, yeah, but see, but, here, still but you shouldn't be. But you shouldn't be anymore because Boston Scott is everything Donald Pumphrey was supposed to be mm -hmm. and more. So I think, you know, from that perspective, let it go. All right, let Donnell be Donnell. We got Byron Scott now. He'll fill that role. We're all good to go. I, I do have a Donald Pumphrey uh, autographed helmet at home. <laughs> what is that? Was it kickstand now? <laughs> Does it fit his head? It's a paperweight. <laughs> a miniature joint. If anyone wants it, that's full size. But from the but from the wide receiver position, yeah, I agree. I, okay, so Judy's out of the mix because he'll he'll go top ten. Um, you got a guy like Ceedee Lamb who I think is attractive oh. enough that that guys are gonna jump oh. on him. He'll be a top twenty pick. And then I think just because look, once Rugs gets to the combine. And he starts, I'm telling you, that dude is Deshaun Jackson 2.0. He is raw as hell. Don't get me wrong. That yeah. kid is raw, and that, that may scare some teams off. But once you get him shooting down on that 40 and they see what he clocks at, don't be surprised if this guy shoots up the board. So I'll even take rugs out of there and say the guys that are going to be sitting there around 21 are going to be your, your Higgins, your Chenault, as you mentioned. Mm -hmm. I, I really like Chenault. Uh, Jefferson out of LSU, LSU, which we saw last yeah. night. Um, and so – this is, and we're assuming they actually want to pull the trigger on a wide receiver round one. We don't know. Are we team? Are we team move up if guys are in range? Yes, sir. If, yeah, yeah, if, yeah. If guys are in range, okay. but then again, like but then that. again, he, I, I am. Who's the guy that's in range, right? Because again, for all these issues we're talking about, and as deep as they are at wide receiver, do I want to then trade draft capital to move up and limit the number of picks I have to fill other other team holes? with team controllable contracts, yeah. right? So it better be the guy. And I, we know what happens in Philadelphia anyway, right? They're sitting there at 21. Let's just say Ruggs is on the board. All right, he's sitting there at 17. Eagles trade up to 17, and they take a defensive lineman, right? So <laughs> that's what happens in Philadelphia anyway. So I, just, I don't get hype anymore when they trade up because it's usually not the guy I'm targeting. Yeah. yeah, just looking at the playoffs and looking at all these different teams that are excelling. Mm-hmm. Carson needs his guy, man. Mm -hmm. Like, it's it's so imperative moving forward that Carson Wentz has that guy to grow with, mm -hmm. a guy that looks up to Carson, not just as, you know, we have veterans coming here playing with Carson, but a guy he can grow with. Um, but, you know, guys that he's been growing with and who have been excelling, this tight end group. The tight end position is, is pretty much locked up. You know, we, we've run a lot of 12 personnel as of late, uh, and these tight ends have held us down. I mean, Zach Ertz has been a phenomenal talent putting up the numbers, mm -hmm. playing with broken ribs, really becoming a leader in the locker room on and off the field. Uh, but Dallas Goddard, a guy I love, uh, and a guy who – He's been the, progressing, yeah. sky's the limit on him. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, the players behind him, Richard Rodgers, Josh Perkins, you know, you can bring other guys in sure. to, to compete with them. But tight ends, loving the tight ends here. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't see any issues. Tight ends are good. Yeah. If you're going to run a 12 personnel – that, then I want two top ten tight ends, and that's exactly what you have. And until they can go out and surround Carson with 
other viable playmakers on the outside. I know because I know there's chatter about, all right, well, Zach Ertz is going to turn 30. Do we move Zach? No, I'm not playing that game because realistically right now – no, I get it. I, look, hey, 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 you're not the only – Patriots come calling for a tight end, uh, <laughs> offer a first round, are you giving up? No, him? no. Okay, again, and that's why I don't understand what people say because on one hand we say, oh, the Eagles always botch their picks, which I disagree with, right? But they say the Eagles always botch their picks. So now you want to go uh, – you want to give up an all-pro – for a pitch, for a pick that you that we think we're gonna they're gonna botch anyway, right. right? So for me, if I already have the All Pro, I run a heavy twelve personnel. That's the offense that I that I'm dictating uh, for Carson right now. Until I change that offense, until I can give him some outside weapons, until I do something different, give me two top ten tight ends and away we go. And the, our tight end group working the seams with a outside speed element. Mm-hmm. It's necessary. It's, it's, inc- it's incredible. Mm-hmm. Like, if we just never got to see that that part. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Deshaun Jackson opening up the field. Uh, I got other uh, guy that we kind of forgot to mention, Robbie Anderson. I mean, I mean, are we – are we? Uh, I'm okay I'm with that. I'm not turned off by him. Yeah, I'm okay. okay. Yeah. You don't the, – the arrests don't bother you? The what? The arrests. No. No? Okay. No. Can, he, can, he temple, he's, he's can he stretch the field? He's a temple guy. Can he stretch the field? Can he get in the end zone? That's another part of, like, at this point in time, we are so hungry for talent. Like, we, we're, we, we'll we forget some things. I mean, people have been crying for Antonio Brown. Like, have you seen the timeline? Uh, My man dude is, is losing it by the day, is, man. I've seen comments today. Like, I'd still sign him. You come cheap. I'm like, bro, what have you? Yeah, no. He's not going to play another down in the NFL. Yeah, I think he's yeah. We're not going to trade. There's a lot out there. Look. I'll I'll look past some things like I, I there's certain things certain yeah. things but I when it's so past. in your face I can't do it I can no longer make excuses like at one point it was yeah I mean come on I'll, I'll give Antonio Brown you think I best wide out in the league come bro. on yeah. in. exactly come on I'm getting for a song now <laughs> no sorry no you can still, you thought you thought, uh, you thought Alshon Jeffrey was a locker room correct. problem right <laughs> yeah I mean at this point it is what it is right and he's he's obviously jumped off the deep end so nah but, but my man just keeps doubling down. Hard every day, hard. he's doubling down. Right, he doesn't. He don't. He don't give a darn. No, I think no. Carl Banks called him out. He's like, "Is no? Is nobody watching? What's going on? Is his agents, his people, his dude, agent must hate." I always him. say my, my 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 response is like, "Dude had a blonde it's Rosenhaus, mustache. right? Huh? It's Rosenhaus. He told you. Oh, yeah, yeah. He told you months ago when he had a blonde mustache. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Too, he told yeah. you. Yeah. <laughs> No, but so where I was going with that, my point is, look, there's a lot of things that we'll forgive, right? When there's a player that you want that can go out and make plays, there's a lot of things that we'll forgive. Right. You're talking about Robbie Anderson and the arrests. When it gets to domestic violence, stuff like that, yeah, I don't like to play with all that kind of stuff, and I understand the sensitivity to it. But at the end of the day, not I'm not talking about domestic violence. I'm just talking about whether they have a sketchy record or you know whether they got arrested for things that are not domestic violence. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm willing to give guys second shots because at the end of the day, it's a business. And at the end of the day, you may dislike the guy now, but then I'm telling you, it's just the way it works in Philadelphia. He gets in the end zone, and we start forgiving real quick. We start loosening up real quick, and I just I'll harken back to Michael Vick. Nobody wanted my, well, not nobody, but a lot of people didn't want Michael Vick in this city. And the minute that dude started running around, putting up points, giving you fantasy football, fifty fantasy points on a Sunday, you, everyone started 69. easing up real quick <laughs> on Michael Vick, and he made football exciting. So for that reason, I, I tend to loosen up a little bit when it when it comes to guys like that. Yeah, you know, talking about exciting, no, no one's really excited about talking about offensive linemen. Sometimes, are you guys excited about talking about? It's where you win football games. How about I mean, that? How about I, that I, Jack I like, Conklin I like available? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm, I'm really talking about, you know, Andre Diller getting that opportunity mm-hmm. to shine. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jason Peters, for what it's worth. I mean, he's been a phenomenal guy here. 
Uh, when he's Yoda, not, Yoda's he, done. You're officially he, retiring, Yoda. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, right. it, it's, it's it's time. It's time to move on. I think the money that we sure. uh, have, have been paying him the, the last couple of years, you got to put that elsewhere. You think uh, he does get signed? I think someone's going. I mean, yeah. someone's going to yeah. pick yeah. him up. Everyone needs a, a left tackle. But I, I think Andre Dillard, seeing him, uh, you know, he, he he played fairly well. Um, he was put in some certain situations, like. You know, he had a right tackle. He throwed right in the game, uh, and then they tried to move him at right tackle. That really didn't, didn't work. work out well. But I, I think he, he's going to give us something. Uh, Lane Johnson, you know, obviously he's been phenomenal over the years, mm-hmm. definitely holding down that right side. But, you know, hopefully, you know, Jason Kelsey, a guy who's, you know, been all pro, uh, a guy who's been a leader in the locker room, hopefully he doesn't retire. Um, I mean, Isaac Sumala, could you be your, your backup plan? Gives you that left guard. Um, center versatility. Yeah, he could also play right tackle. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also Matt Pryor did a phenomenal job stepping up with Brandon Brooks going down. Yep, for sure. Uh, speaking of Brandon Brooks, a guy who uh, – another year where he's had another injury at the end of the season, but Brandon Brooks, you know, all pro guard yeah. in my in my book, mm-hmm. uh, a guy who's been uh, nothing but awesome over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Uh, moving forward, are we feeling good about <laughs> this offensive so line group? don't be surprised – and I'm not telling – I'll even say it for the first round. Don't be surprised when the Eagles take an offensive lineman a lot higher than we think that they're going to because not yeah. only do you have the Jason Kelsey question, and even if Jason Kelsey does decide, hey, I'm coming back for another year, that's a position that you're going to have to address. You can talk about Jason Peters, and let's say Jason Peters was 70% of the Jason Peters we're used to this year. That's still a damn good left tackle, Mm -hmm. right? So he's going to get a job elsewhere, but you've already invested in your future left tackle in Dillard, so he'll get the spot. A big piece that they're going to wind up missing, because I think a team's going to give the bag to, is Vitae. Yeah. Right. Big V is going to get some money and Big V has bailed out this team year after year. Okay, so maybe he's not a dominant right tackle, but he's versatile. He's versatile. His ability to play right tackle, kicking at right guard, get some reps where they need him to along the line. Mm -hmm. If some if a team goes out and offers him starter type money, he'll take it. Okay, we need depth. I think the the challenge for the Eagles, because over the last few years anyway, they've had a good offensive line and they need to maintain that. You win and lose football games in the trenches, and we could talk about wide receivers and the sexy positions all we want. They have a great offensive line. They've got all pros across that line. That right side of the line between Jason Kelsey and Brandon Brooks and Lane Johnson is one of the best right sides in football. Yeah. But there's no, there's not a lot of depth if you start talking about losing Big V. If if now Dillard is no longer depth and he's thrust into the starting role. So I mean, what are you talking about? Herbeg. Right? Is Nate Herbeg, he's your backup center, I guess. You, you, you'll have... Um, Suo Peta. Yeah, so yep. he's actually not a bad name. And we have Mylotta, and we'll see what Mylotta actually turns into. But but he's actually a good name. Freaky, freakish athletic. But we'll see if he can actually do it on Sundays. I mean, yeah. And Jordan Mylotta had this funny quote. Uh, he said, I'm very comfortable on the left. Mm-hmm. But the right side was very hard when mm-hmm. asked to, you know, how playing on the right. Uh it's, he said when talking about playing on the left side, it's like wiping your backside with your other hand. It's not going to be clean, but it gets the job done. <laughs> Jordan Mailata said this? Jordan Mailata. That's, that's, like, that's basically right what there. Dillard said too, right, though? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's talking about writing with the left yeah. hand. Yeah, yeah. Boys and girls try that tonight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but not wiping your bum. I mean, from down under. I mean, come on. Like, it's kind of weird, Joey. Hey, toilet ball does go the other way down there, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's in reverse. It's in reverse. Hey, whatever you got to do to... <laughs> Do you, <laughs> Maylot? He can't play the guitar though. 
I'll give yeah, it, it's not even the guitar. What is it? It's the, uh, yeah, the banjo. Ukulele. No, it's not a banjo. What, no, uh, what is it? What are they called? Huh? It's not a ukulele. Ukulele? ukulele? Is ukulele. that what it is? Yeah. I don't he's got, know. He's got the voice of an angel. Yeah, he's multi-talented. That's what I know. Whatever the thing. He's got great voice, you know? Sounds good in the shower. I mean, it's not that I know. I'm just saying. I mean, moving across <laughs> the other side of the line, the defensive line, uh, obviously we're going to start with Fletcher Cox, a guy who's interior disruption like crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Went through some injuries uh, last season. Rebounded. Um, and he came on strong. And like, If you watched him against the Seahawks, was just tearing things up. Um, you know, a guy, uh, Brandon Brooks, had a decent season, had a really good season. Uh, you know, a lot of people were questioning him getting that contract uh, prior, but he, he came out and showed out, uh, did a phenomenal job. I think, you know, losing Malik Jackson really set us back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, Jernigan. First game, too. I know, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, Jernigan filled in nicely here and there, but he dealt with injuries as well. Um, Vinny Curry showed up. Vinny Curry, uh, he, he balled on a budget. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like he what he got five sacks this year. Yeah, something like that. You know, Derek Barnett, another guy. Josh who, Sweat was another guy. I'm really loving his development. The progression of Sweat was interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? Ba- I mean, Barnett is like uh, Barnett's playing well, but I feel like not up to the potential that we were hoping he was going to be. Yeah. Oh, sounds like you got a boo in the chamber. I've, I might have a boo in the chamber. I need, I, dude. It, it's not that I have a boo in the chamber. I'm just dying for a double-digit sack guy again, man. Like I just want somewhere, right? Can I just get one? Can I get one? Booing right now. Right? What, what was that? I said E is probably somewhere booing oh, oh, right oh, now. Oh, he's got it cocked and loaded right now. I, I just think you know, you know, I think he's, you know, he's. I think he'll get there. You know, it took yeah. a little. It took a little time for Brandon Brook. I mean, for Brandon Graham to get there. Yeah, sometimes it's like that. That functional strength. You know, like when you get, you know, if you look at Brandon Graham versus now, like that dude is like a man now. Like we well, got dad strength. You know, he's got. You know, he got old man, old man strength. strength. Did you, you, somehow you're still stronger than me, Dad. How's this possible? You got a cane. <laughs> Why are you stronger than me still? Yeah. <laughs> My dad doesn't have a cane. Uh, really you know, Gennard, Gennard Avery, a guy that they you know gave a, a fourth round pick. Uh, obviously, they, they said that. They're looking forward to what you know, see what he does next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. I still, I mean, giving up a fourth round pick, uh, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't buying that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ridgeway, another guy I like Hassan, Hassan Ridgeway. Yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he had an injury as well. I think if you can get Hassan back for a reasonable deal, you know, Jernigan might cost you a little bit more. Mm-hmm. See, I don't think so, I, and I think that's the guy they target Jernigan? personally, anyway, because. Look, they're going to have, in my opinion, I think they need to talk to Fletcher about restructure, right? Save the team a couple bucks. I think he's getting like $23 million on a cap this year, uh, which is, look, that's an insane number, especially when you have uh, as many holes and, and issues as, it, as they do have. Um, What's that, like $4 million a sack? <laughs> right? <laughs> right? So, but bottom line is he is the most disruptive guy on that defensive line, and when he is healthy and he, when he is Fletcher Cox, there's very few uh, offensive lines that, that are – prepared to deal with that right so um what they need to do we saw how different this defensive line was and that defense as a whole was when they got Timmy Jernigan healthy when they got Timmy Jernigan back because Timmy Jernigan is more of your run stuffing type um he's not necessarily the guy that's going to put pressure on a quarterback but he's a guy that's going to own that defensive line Mm -hmm. uh, and he's going to make sure that, that from a run stopping perspective they're sound so I think that he's a guy that nobody's backing up the Brinks truck because of his injuries, nobody's going back up the Brinks truck to get Timmy Jernigan. So I think the Eagles are in position to lock him up on a smaller, maybe a two, three-year contract, probably a three-year contract. Give him a little bit of money, but not not that much money to where it's going to be team or, or cost prohibitive. Um, but you're right. At the end of the day, if they don't, if they're not getting anybody outside the edge, if they're not putting pressure on a quarterback, and I know a lot of the pressure in today's game comes from the tackle the interior, position. Yeah. They're getting the, they're getting rid of the ball quickly, but. 
whether it's Graham, whether it's Barnett, whether it's Sweat, I don't care who, you still need to be able to get pressure from your outsides. You still need to be able to force and move a pocket. I mean, we see this against as mobile as quarterbacks are right now. And all your pressure can't come just from up the middle. All your pressure can't come just from the outsides. Mm-hmm. And you need to, need to be able to contain as well. Correct. You've got to have the speed to contain. Correct. Right. So uh, I think you'll, you'll see that they need to go out, um, and I'm not saying that'll necessarily be through the draft, but I'd like to see him lock up a Timmy Jernigan, getting Malik Jackson back, who will be your tackle, who can pressure the quarterback from up the middle getting guys like that back will help uh, but it's necessary because I'm a big believer in winning in the trenches are we yeah. thinking about getting any uh, veteran defensive ends out there on the market I, you know, you know, I like a way too cheap ah uh, uh, don't I mean he made 9-2 last year 9-2 I'll take Jernigan over and believe it or not just for familiarity a little cheaper we've already known that he'll succeed with Fletcher Cox what about Genevieve and Clowney so he's, he's that's beloved. I yes, love that. <laughs> yes. Here's an, so yeah. he, yes. Here's another thing. Okay. Because talk to me. I have. He I've can't said hurt it, us if he's I, on our side. See, and and I've I've taken so much heat for this because I personally think it was a penalty. Okay, it was it was a hit. Uh, it was a penalty on Carson. I get it. I guess a penalty. I get it. But I don't think it was a dirty hit, and I get destroyed because I don't think that there was malicious intent. I don't think it was he was going after Carson Wentz saying, I'm going to purposely hit you in the head and give you a concussion. I think it was a football play where you have a freakish athlete and they are going at each other 100 miles an hour and it's playoff football and it's my job in playoff football in these big moments to drive you in the ground, dislodge the football, hurt you, not injure you, hurt you. As every defensive lineman is taught to do when you have a shot at the quarterback, you take it. You make him remember your name. I I I think think that's what Clowney was doing. I think Prime wants to give you a dirty hit right now. That's fine. That's okay. And I would have earned that by now, right? I would have earned that. But my point is, so for all the people out there who are bad mouth and clowny, for all the people that are out there calling him a dirty player, and this kind of goes to my Michael Vick comment, get him in an Eagles uniform and watch how much people love that dude. Get him in an Eagles uniform. Watch him run sideline to sideline. Watch him play in the backfield. Watch him run stuff the way that he does. Mm -hmm. People will love Clowney if he's in the Eagles uniform. I I agree with you. I mean, hey, bring him on. Right? that's a dirty hit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm on SpotTrack.com, and, and the market value, the average annual salary for Clowney would be $20 million. Can't Six do years, it. Six years, $120 million. Can't do it. But someone like Ziggy Ansah? I, I go after Ziggy. I'm telling you, Ngakwe out of Jacksonville. Ngakwe, yeah. I'm, yeah, that's, yeah. A, that's a dude who's a speed rusher. He's not going to be a guy who – so his, his MO is he can't stop the run. He'll be a liability when it comes to the run. Um – but he, but dude, he'll get after the quarterback. And how many times do we look at whether it be Brandon Graham or, or Barnett, and we look at somebody from the edge and we say, "Make a play, yeah. go hit the quarterback, maybe, somebody, please disrupt the backfield." Malik Jackson is selling the whole ambiance in this Eagles locker room. Like, sure, it's not like in Jacksonville. This they play, you know, mm-hmm. football is football in Philadelphia. It's not like Jacksonville. Jacksonville's it, that organ. They're just poorly run. <laughs> That's, I mean, they just are. It just is what it is. They're poorly run. Yeah. I don't like. I, I just don't like a lot of the moves that they've made. I don't like um, just from top to bottom. Um, I, I think a, there's a reason a lot of players, Jalen Ramsey, um, and even Malik Jackson, we'll see what Ngakwe does. There's a, there's a reason a lot of those play, players want to walk out of Jacksonville. Yeah. Uh, and I'm moving forward to the linebacker position. You know, everyone's been talking about linebackers. Like, why can't we just – you know, overvalue and, and draft a guy like, you know, the dude. From you don't have to overvalue. Can you just value? You know, value. Just value it. You should do it from <laughs> right. Clemson, but Simmons. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Monster. like he plays like yeah. safety, linebacker, yeah. you know, defensive end. I mean, he could take over that uh, Malcolm Jenkins role maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, but he, he's going to go way higher. Uh, but, you know, 
the linebacker position, Nate Gary, obviously they, they, they like Nate Gary. He's a role player. He's, he's played his role fairly decent, uh, okay. I mean, he's missed some tackles here and there, but he's, he's a guy who knows the system. Alex Singleton, um, you know, he'll compete in camp. Great. Uh, Duke <laughs> Riley. That's Riley Reed. Nigel Braddon. <laughs> Nigel Braddon, a guy who's probably making way too much money. Uh, moving forward, if they can get him back on a discount, make him rework his contract, maybe. Uh, but I, I'm not sure if I want to pay him nine mil. No, to come he's back another now. guy that that regressed. I remember in '17, he was. I mean, you looked at him and you he's said, all over the field. "This dude's he's, a stud." He's like a, a sure tackler. He was in every play. He was laying the wood. Carolina. I was there on the field. I was on the field in Carolina. I got to watch, and, and that's the exact game that keeps popping into my head every time because I remember watching him up close and personal and just saying. That dude's a football player. He is all over the place, and he's bringing heat. He's laying the wood, and what you so and, and a little just year after year, just a step backwards and a step backwards, and and it was just put on display even with Seattle where he had Russell Wilson dead to rights, yeah, dead yeah. to rights on third down. And he just he gets okie doke. Now yeah. look, Russell Wilson okie dokes a lot of dudes, but in today's NFL where that is the type of quarterback you're going to face week in and week out, you need athletic linebackers. You need sideline to sideline linebackers that can also bring the thump once in a while. So Mm -hmm. that's the new age linebacker. That's the new breed of linebacker that the Eagles don't have. And even for the price, I mean, TJ Edwards, you know, undrafted free agent really gave you something was, it was a solid player in the run game. Uh, Very, he's a cerebral player out of Wisconsin. Mm -hmm. I think he, he played fairly well as an undrafted free agent. Kamu Grugier Hill, you know, he, he dealt with some injuries mm-hmm. here and there, but uh, I think he's, he's a, a guy that they could bring back as well. Mm-hmm. How are you guys feeling about linebacker group? Needs work. Needs, Needs work. work for sure. Yeah, I, I like Grugier Hill. I do. He's yeah. grown on me, just the, just the way he's kind of developed. And, again, the way the position has changed, right? So he kind of fits into that mold. I've, I've always liked T.J. Edwards. I think he's more of your traditional 4-3 linebacker, stop-the-run type dude. He's not a guy that – he, he doesn't have speed, right? So he's not going to be able to, to – uh, being in nickel situations or being um, third down passing situations, you'll get him off the field. But just from a from your prototypical linebacker, I like TJ Edwards. You'll need him. Uh, but they have to again, they have to improve from that position, get younger, faster, yeah. more athletic. Uh, and I feel like we can say that about a lot of positions on this team right now. I mean, sure. moving moving to the last you know position group, the defensive uh, save the, the best for last. All I right, mean, it's it's been a group where we've really wanted to see somebody take the forefront, take that position, be, become a, a foundational piece for this Eagles unit. Uh, you know, we, we've had pretty much we, – we've had basic ball on the outside. Ronald Darby, a guy who gets picked on week after week, dealing with tons of injuries. Jalen Mills, a guy who's been, been decent. Uh, he, he's he's giving you something, brought the swag. I think he's good locker room guy. Um, Sidney Jones, we thought he was going to save save us all. Right, mm. Russell Douglas gave you something uh, physical, good tackle. Give me a headache. But That's what he, gave he, he would get burnt. <laughs> he would get burnt. He he, he has flash plays. Um, you know, like Craven LeBlanc. I mean, there's just I mean, you know naming off the guy Mar- Marcus Epps, Craig James, uh, just guys. You know, like Avante I, I, Maddox, fairly decent from where he's drafted. He's 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 a role player, um, but I, I think you know in terms of you know. That those corners and our safeties, like if we lose one of our safeties, those safeties on the back end, Rodney McLeod and, and Malcolm Jenkins, have really solidified the back end 
You lose one of those guys. Well, you could lose both. If we lose both, you could very well lose both. What are we, are we so, pay, are, try that one we, off we for talked size. We talked about this last week. I think we have to pay Malcolm Jenkins. You yeah, pay him what? I, I don't disagree. You have to pay him, right? Because so. Malcolm Jenkins, what he lacks in his coverage ability right now, he makes up for leaps and bounds in terms of just leadership, what he means for the team, what he means for that locker room, um, and just his ability to be that hybrid linebacker to come down, play the run. Um, but if, if, if Malcolm Jenkins, and I love Malcolm Jenkins. I appreciate Malcolm Jenkins. For me, he's, at least in this era of football, he's been one of the most fun Eagles to watch. Obviously, the Super Bowl helps. But, I yeah. mean, outside of Brian Dawkins, we all look at Malcolm Jenkins and we say, it's a damn good safety. Yeah. Like, we're watching a really, really good safety. But I'm not paying him top five safety money right now. I'm just not doing it because at, at, what, at, at the age that he is. Yeah. And, and, and let Malcolm walk. I'm not saying I let him walk. I'll give him some money. Okay. Like here. Okay. You want no, a chunk I, I of change? Fine. I'm not going to give you top five money because I'm not going to. I don't want the years of that contract. I don't want the total value of that contract. But I got to find a way to keep Malcolm Jenkins in an Eagles in an Eagles uniform. So somewhere there's that compromise. Do you do you think though that considering like how he has handled this whole contract problem, do you think he's willing to take less than top five money? Well, that's what we don't know. And. He has kept his mouth shut for, for the most part, right? He's he's let people know, mm -hmm. like I want I want more money, but he doesn't he hasn't done it um, in the wrong way, right? He's done, he's kept everything in house, and I'm gonna speak my mind. But now mm -hmm. it's football time, and we're gonna we're gonna talk about contracts later. But now's that but time. That, but that's another valuable asset to have Correct. a guy, to have a guy that is a team, more team guy, and he's Correct. he's not causing ripples in the locker room. But he's also yeah he is a team guy, but Malcolm Jenkins is a business of one. That's the way it is in the NFL, and that's fine. He has to look out for Malcolm Jenkins. For sure. And he only has so many years left in this league, and he's playing you know, at a relatively high level still. Granted, I don't think he's worth top five money right now, and that's unfortunate because for many years he was, uh, but he wasn't getting paid that way. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, Malcolm Jenkins has to take care of Malcolm Jenkins, and, and it's up to the Eagles in terms of – I'm paying that, you, man. If you ask me, I'm paying that, man. I'm giving. I'm giving a little. I'm giving. A raise. Yeah, you can give him some cheese. I get it. I'm giving a raise. G give him a raise. Fine. It's just what is that raise, right? And at, at what point do we say enough is enough? Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you look. You yeah, look at free agency chickens. and take care of your chickens. Yeah, take care of your chickens. <laughs> Come and, on. And your mentals. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, our, our mentals right now. Right our there. mentals are a little crazy right now because we're not in the playoffs. Uh, but we're, you know, in closing, you know, the playoffs. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's hard to talk about the playoffs. When we laughed at prime. We you laughed. Did, you guys did laugh. At we about laughed. What? About him picking Tennessee to go to the Titans. Super Bowl. Oh, he did. Yeah. What? We did laugh at you. Yeah. Yeah. You're a smart <laughs> man. That's all. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the Titans and the Chiefs uh, are playing. I mean, that's a, that's a you know, Uncle Andy is like, are we? Unc. Are, are we rooting for Uncle Andy? Yeah. I, I have no I, bad I am, bones. I am Andy. rooting for Uncle Andy. Yeah. I really pop am. But yeah. 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 We pop up now. Pop up. Okay. I mean, some some people are like, I'm, I, why am I, I'm a Eagle fan? I'm forced to root for Uncle Andy. I'm like, no, yeah, I mean, I forced you should. If I you're an Eagle you fan, you should. Yeah. yeah. Like, why wouldn't you? So, uh, who around the table? Who are we picking? Uh, Titans and Chiefs. Titans. Whoever the underdog is, that's how I do. Derrick Henry is a freight train right now, right. man. That's a, that's just the one thing I'm thinking about. How do you win in the postseason? Spencer says no. Defense and run the football. Yeah, run the football. Spencer I mean, says no. I got the Chiefs. I don't want to live in a world where Ryan Tannehill. Well, he's probably still going to get a hundred million dollar contract, but I don't want to throw eighty six yards in the AFC yeah. Championship uh, game. A hundred million dollar contract. I go Chiefs. I wouldn't mind. I, 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 I mean, I think, be, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be a close game, but I think the Chiefs are going to come out on top. I got. I got the Chiefs. I'll take the Chiefs just because I want a State Farm Super Bowl. Yeah. I want Aaron Rodgers and Patrick Mahomes. 
That's a great State Farm. And I commercial. guarantee you that State Farm guy's gonna be. Oh, he's ready. Yeah. He's ready for it. Yeah, my homies. In, in the NFC Championship game here, we have a team that we beat in the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. Could have been us. Mm-hmm. Could have been there. Mm-hmm. Only team that beat them at home this year. You know what I'm saying? Uh, against the 49ers. I mean, how are we feeling about this game here? 49ers are healthy. 49ers remind me a lot of the 17 Eagles, just the way That's they play, I was about the to way they're that. built. I was about to say that. I don't believe that. I don't believe in Jimmy Garoppolo the way most, or not most, the way the way some people do. For me, for my for mm-hmm. for my taste in a quarterback, right? Um, but that's not how they win football games. They don't. They don't ask Jimmy Garoppolo to go out and win the football games. They have a guy, Mike McDaniel, who we didn't get into, who's, a, who's their run game coordinator. Who I think is or not that I think I'm being told really is one of the brightest offensive minds in the game right now. So put that name in your back pocket. Maybe not for next year, but the year after. Uh, Mike McDaniel has that running game, just humming, humming. And again, that's how you win in the postseason. So mm-hmm. I, I think I like San Francisco in the game, but. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is different. I mean, it's, come on. Yeah. It's, it's tough for me to, in that moment, go against Aaron Rodgers. But it's at home. You have a healthy, strong San Fran team. It'll be a good game. I want to see. Regardless, mm-hmm. it'll be a good game. It's a, it's, a, it's a hard one to pick. I, I like the 49ers do, that do have that it factor that mm-hmm. reminds me of the Eagles of 2017. Mm-hmm. You, just, you just see it on the field, um, and it's translating into Ws. Does Aaron Rodgers, you know, discount, double-check, <laughs> you know, just come out of nowhere and just take over the game. It's possible. Um, but I think the 49ers have a solid defense, that, that front four. I don't know. Yeah. yeah all, all around, I think that the uh, I think the 49ers have, have, are going to win this game. I, I just look at the rosters. I, I think, uh, from my own opinion, I think the 49ers got a better roster than Green Bay. Yeah, well, they do. Yeah. They do. If I'll tell you this. If Green Bay comes out and puts some points on the board, it's going to be tricky. For San Fran, and you could say this about Tennessee and Kansas City too. If, if if Kansas City comes out and puts points on the board, it's gonna be hard for Tennessee to keep up. That's not how they're built. Mm-hmm. If Kansas City or if uh, Green Bay comes out and puts some points on the board, it's gonna be hard for San Fran to to run that way. That's not that's not the way that the offense is built. So yeah. really, that first quarter, that first half is gonna dictate a lot of, in my opinion anyway, mm-hmm. is gonna dictate um, much of what that second. Not half Not in that Texans like. game though. That Texas game. That was, was wild. Something else. That man. was twenty-four wild. nothing. That's Billy O'Brien for you. Yeah. Right? I hope the Packers win, just so those bandwagon fans can deal with a loss at home. Prime, who you got? <laughs> you prime, prime, who you got? Y'all came over from Golden State. Yeah, I, got, right. I got Green Bay. Okay. Yeah, I like Green Bay. Can I, can I just say that I enjoy the fact that maybe it's me because I'm old, but I enjoy the fact of seeing Green Bay versus San Fran in an mm-hmm. NFC Championship game. Mm-hmm. There's just something nostalgic about that type of matchup in an NFC Championship game. I had that flashback, and then I realized it wasn't the same stadium. So I was B- like, ah, hey, it was Candlestick. Yeah, 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 exactly. yeah, yeah. I was like, yeah. Oh, right. yeah, you guys are old. Yeah, thanks. No big deal. Dude, it's already past my bedtime. Right? I'm sitting here waiting for you to wrap it up so I can go take a nap. I got a long drive home. Wrap it up. You better wrap that gavel up. I mean, unfortunately for us, Eagle fans, we're not not in the playoffs. But, you know, there's always next year. Enjoy the NFL games. I mean, there's been a lot of great games out there. uh, But, obviously, we'll we'll see you guys next week. Same Mm -hmm. time, same channel. And at, at the end of the day, it's Go Birds. Go Birds. Always is.